Uh, good morning, Rick Fishman, Chayadim, Hechus Shabbos, and we're learning Klal Gimel, and we're about to start Simon Yudbeis. I just want to clarify one point from what we said yesterday in regards to the situation of the mail. We said if the mail was sent to from, to the, the the Jewish recipient, he didn't arrange it, uh, so the Jew is allowed to benefit from the mail which arrives. Uh, that's only on the condition that the sender did not intend. If it's a Jewish sender, did not intend that it should arrive on Shabbos either. If the non, if the Jewish sender it was not necessarily a from person. I said to them with the intent that it should specifically arrive on Shabbos, so that's going to be problematic. Even though the receiver did not make that arrangement, um, but the, since the sender did, there's still this concern that the send we, in the future that they will make such an arrangement again, and that's wrong to do. So therefore, the opposing would say that that case is going to be usher. So that should be avoided. Uh, the Chayyim is continuing in, into Simeon Bays, and he says he now introduces the seventh condition for a, allowing a miracle. Upon Zion shall Yerviach Yisrael b'Masha Hanachri Oser b'Shabbos. So the Jew cannot get a financial benefit from the work which the non-Jew is doing on Shabbos, or a person cannot get some type of a economic benefit because of that. The um, Fikach, for example, he gives an example. And this will clarify more what he what he means. So the the Jew owns a merchatz, and uh, people pay the 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 entrance fee to come into the merchatz, to come into this bathhouse. So the Jew wants to uh, take the uh, bathhouse and rent it out to a non-Jew. Um, he wants to give it over to a non-Jew to work. So he gives it over to the non-Jew to work on Shabbos. It will be non-Jewish people coming into this merchatz, being run by a non-Jew. He's a kablon. He's taking responsibility for the functioning of the merchatz. That's a that's a kablonus, and he's getting paid. So normally kablonus and tzitza make something mutter, but over here, um, the arrangement is that the money which comes in <coughs> goes to the Jew. <coughs> Excuse me. And the non-Jew was paid a salary. So the work that the non-Jew is, is working on Shabbos is directly benefiting the Jew. So this is also, as the Mishnah points out in Simon Reish Gimel Sipkot and Yod, that this is not because of a Marasayan issue, as similar to other cases we had before. It's not even because of an issue of being the henna from Maishah Shabbos. Uh, it, it's because this fact that the Jew is getting a direct benefit from the action of the non-Jew ties the work of the non-Jew back to the Jew it is as if the non-Jew is working for the Jew, even though it's being done through kablonus. What would be mutter mi'ikir adin would be a case where the non-Jew rents the property from the Jew and pays the Jew the rental fee to use the property and then takes all the profits for himself. The non-Jew gets all the profits. So if 50 people show up and he charges them $2 a piece, he gets $100. $100. He pays a Jew the rental fee of the thirty-five dollars to use it to to have the right to use the property on Shabbos. If five people show up and only make ten dollars, it's his gain, it's his loss. The Jew is not getting anything out of it. So in that situation, the Jew is not tied to the actual be- action, whether it's working on Shabbos or not. The Jew is going to get paid for his his rental, so he's not getting benefit from the work of the non-Jew. But even so, that's going to be a concern of Chashad. Uh, people will, if people will think that the non-Jewish individual is there as a worker for the Jew, that's problematic. 
So even though it's being done as a rental, in that situation, which is mutter, there's a concern of cheshat. So we're not going to read the whole piece inside. That's the point that the Chayyadim says. And he says that a case where, um, so a, a modern example of this, a person um, owns a taxi cab and he wants to rent out his taxi cab to a non-Jewish driver, the non-Jewish driver should, should, who is willing to work on the weekends, wants to rent the taxi cab. He says, listen, I'll charge you $100 each week to you, for you to take the taxi cab on the weekend and you, all the profits come in, you get to keep. So in that situation, Mikra, then that would be mutter. In a case where the Jew would get part of the, each fare that came in, that would be problematic. Even though the non-Jew is being paid as, as a cobbler, he's a cobbler and he's being paid, but the Jew is benefiting from all the driving which is being done. But over here, if the, 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 the flat fee is paid to the Jew, the Jew is not benefiting from the driving, whether he drives or not, he still gets paid. A person owns a rental car company and he wants to rent out cars um, he gets a rental fee for the the, the car. And the non-Jew takes the car and drives it. So the Jew owns a rental car company. And non-Jews want to come and rent cars before Shabbos to use on Shabbos. But that's not going to be us or uh, Maker Adin. What are the concerns which you need to clarify in that situation to make sure that it is Mozart? There are some points which need to be addressed. Best Hashem in the next year, we will touch on that. Meanwhile, have a good day.